I remember when I first got my period, my mom was like, oh, my God, here's a pad. You just put it here, and you make sure nobody can see that you're wearing it. Like, that was my experience. Okay. Well, my experience was um, I the first daughter out of three, and I remember my mom just telling me, well, this happens. It means you're sick. And I'm thinking, I'm okay. And I, but I, I, you know, like in your head, you're like, you know, 11 years old and you think you're bleeding to death. Um, <laughs> because at that time they haven't talked to you about it in school. I have friends because there was financial issues at home, new immigrant families that, um, uh, I, and this is a really close friend of mine who told me that she for the longest time was, sorry if this is too much information, but just told to use toilet paper. I'm Binder Sudgen, and you're listening to Lady at the Ledge. That was my BFF Nina and I talking about our experiences getting our periods for the first time. She also talks about an experience one of her friends had. That issue of not being able to afford menstrual products, it's called period poverty. And it's something the United Way has been tackling with its period promise campaign. It aims to get pads and tampons into the hands of women who may not be able to afford it. And this also ties in with another issue discovered by a Vancouver mom, that schools don't offer menstrual products in school bathrooms. That was such an issue, she actually decided to do something on her own and then started approaching school districts. Well, New Westminster decided that it would become the first school district in BC to officially offer free period products to its students. Well, then came the inevitable question, is this something the province would consider funding? That's because for a lot of people, this isn't an issue around access to pads and tampons, but it's really a human rights issue. And the fact that public schools weren't already offering such services, well, a lot of people thought maybe that was sick. My guest this week is Selena Tribe. She's the Vancouver mom who spearheaded the campaign to get period products into school bathrooms. We now have seen the province mandating that all school districts offer free period products in school bathrooms. This is my chat with Selena Tribe. Tell me, why did you start this? Sure, Binder, and thank you for having me on your show today. I started this, I have a 12-year-old daughter who hasn't had her period yet, but we've started to talk about it and get geared up for that. And I was telling her that if it happens at school or you're dealing with it with school, you would just go into the bathroom and access some product at the dispenser that's installed in the bathroom. And she said to me, no, mom, there's there's nothing in the bathroom. And I, I, I couldn't believe that. I thought, oh, you've probably just missed it. It must be there, surely. And uh <laughs> I went, uh, obviously, we checked again, and sure enough, there was actually not a single reference at all to menstruation in the girls' bathroom at school. And so I spoke to the principal, wondering, you know, why is this like this? I was really shocked and taken aback by that. And uh, she mentioned that it's the policy to make girls that are in need of a tampon or pad to go down to the office and ask an administrator or the secretary, or even the nurse, or some counselor, uh, for products. Uh, what did you think when you heard that? That, to me, sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I was I was incensed. I just couldn't believe that that was the policy. I, I, it's wrong on so many levels to make somebody do that. I mean, uh, first of all, you're you know the girl is probably bleeding at that point when she has to go traipsing around the school looking for somebody to help her. Uh, making her ask for these products from an adult is uh, you know treating her like a baby, really. Um, and also many kids are shy and they don't really want to talk about it. They might be embarrassed. There could be a lineup at the office. There could be lots of people there. It could be a man that they have to ask. And, you know, all kinds of things to make them feel uncomfortable in doing this. And I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And you decided to do something about it for your daughter's school. I did indeed. I immediately went and sourced these uh, dispensers and I chose on purpose a coin-free unit that doesn't require any money to access this material because it it should be free and uh, so I bought one of these things and then with the blessing of the principal and our uh, school parent advisory council I had it installed in the bathroom and we stocked it. And what was the reaction like? Well at, at first I think people were you know I find when I talk to people about this at first their, their own natural um, embarrassment, I would say, comes up and they're maybe a little bit uh, taken aback by the whole thing. But very quickly, uh, everyone was uh, 100% behind it. The school principal helped. uh, What we had to do, we found, was to bring the girls down there and show them this new machine in the bathroom and tell them what it was for and how to access the materials. And also, I wrote up a little sheet telling girls you know, how often to change your pad or your tampon and how to dispose of it properly because there's no education on the product or the dispenser about that material. So we did a little bit of an education project within the school. And you weren't done there. As I understand it, you then went to other school districts and started asking around to see if people might be interested in doing something similar. I did. I started at Vancouver and Burnaby and New Westminster. A couple of others I contacted as well. I kind of uh, sat down one morning and said, okay, I'm going to start talking to all these school boards. And New Westminster was the first one to invite me to their board to give them a presentation. And I presented to them in early January on this issue, and I, uh, it's, we call it the menstrual equity issue, having equity in the bathrooms and treating these products just as essential, uh, as essential items like toilet paper and paper towel and soap and the other essential items you find in the bathroom. So, uh, very well received by the New West School Board, and it took um, just a, a mere matter of weeks before their board uh, costed it out, uh, you know, got a little bit of feedback, and then unanimously voted to adopt this policy for all of the new Westminster schools. And were there school districts that weren't on board? Yes. Unfortunately, I I initially contacted five school districts, and the three I mentioned were on board, and I've been working with uh, Burnaby and Vancouver and New Westminster. Coquitlam School Board was one that... uh, one of the male policymakers there wrote back to me saying, you know, we uh, treat girls with dignity when they come to the office, and so we don't feel that there's any other need to deal with this. We haven't heard any complaints about this issue, and we don't feel that it's something that's uh, required in our district. So they kind of gave me the cold shoulder. And then there was um, 
another district that just didn't get back to me at all. So, and I, I never did follow up with them. So, Selena, I, I imagine you've spoken to other parents as well, especially now that the province has announced that all public schools will be required uh, to provide period products in school bathrooms and for free. Uh, I guess, first of all, your reaction to how quickly that seems to have come about. Well, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm elated. I uh, I had tears in my eyes when I was at that press conference on Friday when the minister uh, publicized his ministerial order to require all schools in the district, uh, all school districts in British Columbia to do so. It's been a mere three months of my campaigning uh, from uh, the first time I presented to the New Westminster School Board in early January uh, to early April. Uh, it's been incredible. And why do you think that um, the province has acted so fast? Or, I mean, have we? Because a lot of people are like, what? This hasn't been happening before? It's kind of astounding to yeah. people. I think that um, probably nobody's really taken up this cause before. That's my impression. I mean, I know that the folks at the United Way have the Period Promise campaign. They've been collecting donations to distribute to shelters and people in need. Uh, to give them period products, which is a, a very worthy uh, action and endeavor. But uh, when I looked at the problem after I, you know, d found out about my kids' school, I'm thinking, you know, I have to really solve this issue at the source. And with my research, I found that the source is uh, policy and legislation, because the reason we have anything in any bathroom outside of the home is because it's by law. There is legislation that requires explicitly for there to be toilet paper and soap and paper towels and water and also a sanitary disposal bin for used pads and tampons. Unfortunately, there's no mention in there of the menstrual products themselves. So I see that somehow that slipped through the cracks when these policies were first Made. The other part of this is, and you called them menstrual products, we call them period products. A lot of times um, these have been referred to as feminine hygiene products, but we're hearing yeah. a lot from people that <laughs> words matter. Let's not call them that because um, the reality is it's, it's not just girls who would benefit potentially from this policy change. Exactly. Feminine hygiene is a, a terrible euphemism implying that the whole issue is dirty and needs to be cleaned up. I mean, it does get to be a bit messy, as we know, but it's a normal function. Uh, so I do not uh, support that euphemism at all. And you're right, people who are trans or non-binary individuals might uh, pass as a male but still have a uterus and be menstruating, and it's good to support them too. They may have trouble accessing this product in a sort of dignified manner at school or anywhere really in society. Selena thinks the reason we're hearing more about these issues is because there are more women in positions of power and we're making decisions. Still, she agrees this is a big issue not just for kids, but also for adults. She says she's spoken to working professionals who found themselves having to opt out of meetings or not be on a panel discussion, for instance, because they were dealing with period problems. That is, they may not have had access to the products they needed right away. She would like to see a movement where period products are offered on a wider scale to those who need them. This prompts another question, are there other issues like this that we haven't thought of before? I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. You can email me at ladyattheledge at gmail.com. 
Also, you can let me know what you think of the episode, what you think future topics should be, and if you think there are things we still need to discuss in terms of equality. Again, that's a lady at the L-E-D-G-E at gmail.com. Until next time, bye. 